Hello, and welcome to the Ontario Animal Health Network mini podcast series on COVID-19 precautions in veterinary clinics. My name is Dr. Maureen Anderson from the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food and Rural Affairs and co-lead for the Owen Companion Animal Network. Each of these mini podcasts features a lightning round with advice and tips from infection control expert and University of Guelph professor, Dr. Scott Weiss. Scott, what can veterinary staff tell clients in brief about the risk of SARS-CoV-2 to and from pets to help keep pet owners from panicking? We know that various animal species are susceptible to this virus, but we also know this is predominantly and pretty much exclusively human-to-human transmission. This virus originated in animals, but it's a human virus. It really likes people. It can infect some other species, we have to think about what the risks are in the household. So for your average owner, their dog or cat poses exceptionally low risk to them. The bigger risk actually from animals transmitting this virus are probably in vet clinics and in shelters and in places where animals can bridge an infected household to another area. If my dog has COVID or my cat has COVID, they probably got it from me or they got it from someone else in my family, right? My animals don't see a lot of other people, so they got it from a person. And you know, if I have COVID, infect my cat, well, I'm a bigger risk to the rest of my family than my cat is probably. But if my cat can bridge populations, the risk comes in. So if I'm downstairs because I've been exposed and I might be infected, if my cat stays you know, with the rest of my family or just stays with me, there's no risk. If it's going back and forth, we create the risk. If you have an infected household, that cat's going outside and interacting with you know, the neighbor's cat or the neighbors, that creates a risk of bridging. Or, you know, in our situation, we've got COVID in the household and that animal comes into the clinic. That's when we get worried about zoonotic transmission because we've maybe removed the human component because we're not letting the infected household come in, but we're letting the animal come in and pose some risk. We have no idea if this is a realistic concern. Dogs are probably very low risk. Dogs are susceptible. They don't usually get sick if they ever do. They probably get mildly sick sometimes. Um, but we don't have good evidence they could transmit it. You know, cats can get sick with this virus. Cats can spread it cat to cat. So you know, if a cat can spread it cat to cat, there's no reason to think it couldn't spread it cat to person. So we have to assume there's some risk from cats. Ferrets, you know, they're closely related to mink, and we know mink are really susceptible. We know ferrets are really susceptible, and we know that transmission from mink to people has happened. So we have to assume that transmission from ferrets could happen as well. So when talking to the average owner, the risk posed by their pet is really, really, really low. And the only way their pet is going to pose a risk is if that pet's exposed to someone else, gets infected and brings the virus into the household, which isn't something that's going to be you know, likely in most scenarios, because there aren't that many situations where that pet's going to be outside interacting with other people and not having you or them interact with the person at the same time. And this is why we talk about distancing our animals at the same time, right? I don't want my kids running around and hugging random strangers. I'd rather not have my dog running around getting hugged by random strangers. The risk is really low. You know, I wouldn't freak out if my dog was outside and someone touched it, but we're trying to minimize these contacts. So the big thing for owners is the risk posed by their animals is really, really low. We want them to isolate with their animals if they're isolating. So consider the dog or the cat or the ferret as part of the household. If your kid's staying inside because you're isolating, keep your dogs and your cats inside, or at least away from other people. And from us, we need to be aware that we are probably amongst the biggest risk groups for picking up an animal-associated infection because we're seeing these animals that might be coming from high-risk households. 
So for your average person, the risk is low, very low towards negligible. For us, the risk is higher, but this is why we do our routine practices. And this is why we screen for those high risk situations and we wear our PPE. So the risk to us is, is still gonna be quite low and much higher you know, from a community exposure in the grocery store probably than an occupational exposure in our clinic. But we should take some precautions to reduce that risk even further. Thank you, Dr. Weiss, for all your insight and advice. If you have a COVID-19 related question about which you'd like to hear a podcast or a mini podcast, please go to oahn.ca and email us. While you're there, don't forget to check out the rest of our mini podcast series, our COVID-19 veterinary resources page, and all of the other Ontario Animal Health Network resources and tools for practitioners. Thanks for listening. Be well and stay safe.